You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Cooligans. Uh, another exciting episode. Uh, it is, like we mentioned last uh, episode, it is Super Bowl week. So we have, uh, you know, Alexis is away. Alexis is in London, um, you know, doing, you know, letting letting uh, the, the British know that uh, the NFL is, <laughs> he's like, a, he's an ambassador for the National Football League. You think there. that's what he's doing? You think Alexis is out there being like, yo, guys, you hear about this Patrick Mahomes? He's, he's <laughs> you, hear about, you hear about the real football? Ball. That's right. That's how he starts every conversation out there. I'm sure they love that. I'm sure they love that out there. <laughs> so we have, um, uh, you know, it's been an exciting week of uh, special guests, and today is another one. We're going to be joined by Tony Rocha. Tony Rocha is a MLS Cup winner with New York City Football Club. Uh, he has retired, but but and he is now in uh, new endeavors. But Tony is uh, Tony's the homie. Tony played with NYCFC. Sure. So he played for a couple uh, MLS clubs, but uh, you know, he even uh, lower league. And uh, it's just a fascinating story of someone uh, who, who you know got got to the mountain top, mountain top mm-hmm. of American soccer. So Tony Roach is going to be uh, chatting with us uh, in a little bit. We spoke to him uh, just a, a couple weeks ago and stuff like that. But yeah, a uh, he weeks came ago. through the studio and uh, we had a great chat. So. The uh, a couple uh, quick things before we get to our interview. I I mentioned last episode that uh, Everton uh, drew against uh, against Spurs, and mm-hmm. I think you know I think Everton fans were happy, but Arsenal fans were even happier, right? Because they yeah. love <laughs> they love when bad things happen to Spurs. But uh, a funny thing that happened uh, in that game was that Richarlison, uh, former Everton. Super mm-hmm. superstar hero, the, one of the people who kept Everton in superstar, the Premier League. I mean, listen for Everton fans, definitely hero. I was going to say superstar might be a little bit strong <laughs> in, the, in the general general Dude, terms. He's, I mean, if he stayed at Everton a little longer, he he would have gotten a statue at some point. Um, but I mean, that's that's a crazy take. I mean, that, look, it could have been a it could have been a small statue. Okay, I mean, <laughs> it's statues, a bobblehead. It's a bobblehead. Bobble, Richardson bobblehead night. He's earned. He's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> do they do stuff like that in the Premier League? Do they have those? Like, I don't think so because gimmicks? I think the fans will throw them at this at the at, on the pitch <laughs> <laughs> if they if the team plays well. So I don't think they do that too easily. That's fair. Um, That's good. Point. But there was a uh, Richardson scored two goals uh, at Goodison Park and you know didn't celebrate and two also two amazing goals and mm-hmm. uh, so fans were uh, you know I think happy that the team ended up drawing uh but there was a, a funny video from uh on that i saw on tiktok from efc toffee efc toffee uh what's his name i'll, I'll play right now uh efc toffee three two three two seven 
Okay, so this kid is he's out, he's putting out his government right out here. Three two three two seven, bro. <laughs> so, um, Definitely not a bot. Definitely not a bot. But he is. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I should. I, I was supposed to switch the proper transition and I forgot to. But yeah, it, let's it leave it in. This is this is the vibe of the show. <laughs> okay, won't happen again, everybody. Um, <laughs> so he's. Uh, I just want to play his video because uh, it, it was pretty funny. Yeah, Richardson. No, I'll have to do this. <laughs> so, if you're listening, he is punching. <laughs> he is punching his Everton uh, Richarlison jersey. Uh, that mm. it's an older one. It's number thirty. And uh, but the 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 cool thing is that Richarlison saw the TikTok and replied in the comments and Richardson's comment says yes bro I don't like the number 30 I prefer seven uh, which was his <laughs> other number uh, at Everton so uh it, it's 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 nice to see uh, when players yeah. can uh you know laugh along with uh mm -hmm. with the fans even though it, it it is difficult to watch your former player uh score against you you know I, it, yeah. Everton um has seemingly uh, the utmost respect for uh for everton he was just yeah. like bro i i see what's going on here i i have a feeling points are gonna get docked because uh they're <laughs> <laughs> they're literally uh, uh stuffing money in the refrigerators i don't know why <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> things are things are like not up like up to par uh so i feel like i should probably get out of here uh not super yeah. professional so yeah. Uh, I mean, I respect it. I respect it. I'm glad Richarlison is jumping in the comments. He seems to, like, be a relatively, like, normal dude on social media. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Like, he doesn't seem to take things too personally. He doesn't, like, get upset. He's like KD, you know? He's just jumping in right, everybody's right. mentions. Like, being like, what are you talking about me? What are you saying about me? So, I love it. Yeah, I respect everything. Uh, Kevin Durant, the other day, uh, he, somebody, I, I think, I don't know if the game already happened, but the game against the Nets, when yeah. he was go, uh, yeah. going to go play there, uh, somebody asked, like, you know, the the net's worth. I think thinking about doing like a tribute video uh, mm -hmm. to to Kevin Durant for you know in his game uh, returning to the Barclays, and uh, they were like, what 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 tribute are we gonna show us getting knocked out of the playoffs and blah blah blah, <laughs> like all the literally <laughs> under just underachieving. Yeah. And he commented on it, and he was like, "Yeah, bro, I agree. They better not do a tribute video for me." Well, did you see? You saw they gave him a tribute video, right? I they didn't see the video. Did no, okay. Yeah, so. they did. They did one for him, and I, I mean, I gotta be honest. It looked like it was about forty-five seconds long, so I'm not sure, like you said, how many great moments they actually were to celebrate. But yeah, he got one, even though he didn't really want it. Yeah, it seems it seems a little um, I don't know unnecessary. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I it's there, there's a certain um, w I think with players bouncing around. Uh, the, oh yeah, and the, the NBA now, and the NBA is so different. NBA like everyone plays for every team now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's just like loyalty. Nah, bro. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, they should have. They could have done some banter and like done a video of like an ai burning of a kevin durant jersey uh you know just uh yeah. stir the pop so yeah exactly <laughs> well then what they should have done is just zoomed in on his toe on the line against the bucks that would have sent them <laughs> to the finals if he had made the three instead of the two i'm not sure if you saw also there was a fan i think he was like second or third row at the game who was literally yelling kevin i love you 
Kevin, Kevin, and one of the stewards had to tell him, like, yo, man, what are you doing right now? This is way too much. You got to relax. I, you know what? Cool. This is how we, we are too much connected to, uh, to, to soccer because you just called the, the security guards at an NBA game a steward. A steward. <laughs> Bro, they what don't do, What do you call it? Just a, I guess it's just a security guard. Yeah, yeah. Bro, they, no, it's he, infecting he our language, dog. <laughs> <laughs> call me, call me Patrick Val of the United States. I'm a, I'm a British American. I'm a British American. Did I even met, I guess because this is another episode. I, I don't know if I mentioned Miguelito. Obviously, Alexis is not here. Uh, I'm here. Our producer Mike. You know Valley. the voice. You know the voice. Yeah, you know the they, voice. They know the you, voice. You don't see the you don't see the face too often. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, this is uh, Mike Malley. Uh, so shout yes, out sir. to Miguelito for uh, hopping on the intro. Okay. Um, so uh, anything with uh, so uh, Tony Rocha uh, is coming mm -hmm. up in a second. I don't know where we are on time, but the, no, we're good. We can we can keep going. Okay. okay. Tony Rocha is uh, like I said. He he's. Uh, played in lower league he has a, a fascinating story uh, uh, mm -hmm. from getting out of uh, you know playing soccer in Texas uh, uh, to getting you know uh, playing for the Austin Aztecs uh, uh, getting drafted in MLS um, yeah. ending up with Orlando City uh, and then ended up with NYCFC and became like a definitely a, a, a utility guy you know mm -hmm. um, they a guy played multiple positions but ended up uh, winning an MLS Cup, and it's just a, a really, really dope story. Yeah. Um, guys like I feel like guys like Tony always have the best stories because they they've you know been around, they've seen the highs, they've seen you know some of the not so highs. So yeah, yeah. I, I always love having guys like Tony on the show. He was great. Yeah, there's a lot of these uh, these stories in MLS that I think get. Um, you know, that sort of disappear because uh, mm -hmm. the people are only paying attention to the designated players and the, and the superstars. Exactly. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, Tony uh, has uh, is definitely a veteran uh, uh, of the league and, and is now doing some uh, some new things and, and started an agency and helping mm -hmm. out, um, you know, players that are coming after him. Not after him, like not. They have. He doesn't have enemies. I mean, like <laughs> he's got ops. He's got ops. <laughs> um, so, all right. So uh, we can get to that. I think we're we're good to go. All right. So, um, uh, as always, make sure you subscribe. Ask Soccer Cooligans. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Shout out to everybody watching on DraftKings Network as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so let's get to it. Here's our uh, awesome convo uh, with the MLS Cup winner, Tony Rocha. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another amazing guest. <laughs> Look at this. That's all, all we have is just uh, uh bro. 
Uh, incredible guest what after incredible guest. What an honor guest. it is to be invited on the show, right? It, it really <laughs> is. We've... And not enough people talk about it. <laughs> Maybe we so, should talk so about we it. We have to, uh, you know. If you yeah. don't toot your own horn, you might not hear any music. <laughs> okay. You know? Uh, and you know what? I'm hearing a symphony right Damn. now. Oh, should turn it down. Because uh, we are joined by uh, uh, an, an incredible guest, a, uh, a, a retired player. But, but an MLS Cup winner. Exactly. Uh, and, and we were there. And we got to to share in that uh, joy of uh, of celebrating an MLS Cup victory. The look on uh, this man's face when we pulled up to the after after party, <laughs> he, and he was just like, "Are oh, we yeah. letting anybody in now? Did they sell tickets to this thing? How are you here? <laughs> did you win like a, yeah. a Make a Wish? Yeah, did you guys marry Maxi Morales? <laughs> <laughs> are you one of his eighteen kids? Why are you here? <laughs> I think he has like two. He's very reasonable. It just seems like a lot of kids in his Instagram. Um, so, uh, but yes, we. Got to celebrate an MLS Cup victory in 2021 with uh, this man. A mi- he played in the midfield for yes. NYCFC. Just had uh, a, an incredible, uh, uh, just an incredible year, and uh, it was great. We spoke to him in 2021 uh, briefly, and now we can have uh, you know a little uh, talk about the future mm, of, uh, of a uh, little catch up. A little catch up. So uh, <laughs> everyone, please welcome the homie. Tony Rocha. What's good, Tony? Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. And I appreciate the intro. Yeah. <laughs> you um, have to awkwardly sit through. Oh, yeah. And I, was, I was waiting for my turn to speak. <laughs> like, oh, man, man, how long are you guys going? These no, guys are monologue. I just feel like you haven't praised how many amazing guests we have on this show. Yeah. yeah well, what's taking you so long? <laughs> In fact, we're going to redo this. <laughs> uh, no, Tony, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Like, uh, like I said, uh, you know, you are uh, officially a retired, uh, uh, you know, soccer player. Yep. And uh, this there's, you know, we spoke to you in 2021, and we got to like talk about what it was. Um, you know, this was before uh, NYCFC won uh, uh, MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. It was a, obviously a weird, difficult year. Um, you know, with, with a pandemic, and and it was you know the year after the MLS is back, and all the it, so it was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to get to know Tony Rocha. Yes, not the player. The man. The man. <laughs> okay. You know? uh, because there's, you've had an interesting uh, uh, career. I mean, it's been, uh, uh, you know, you look through the, Tony Rocha's Wikipedia and, and you've been kind of all over the country playing, oh, yeah. you, uh, playing in, in lower leagues uh, and then uh, getting to MLS and getting that, that, that you know, that shot to, to kind of prove yourself. But l- let's start there. How did you uh, get into the game, uh, and then we'll end up getting to uh, lifting the trophy for with you know with NYCFC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I mean, I started playing soccer when I was five, five or six. Had an older brother who was kind of thrown into it. None of my parents played, so it was kind of one of those sports where all the kids play soccer and stuff. So I uh, played with my older brother, and then I just grew up playing and just fell in love with the sport. And where was this? Where oh, sorry, grow? Houston, Texas. Houston, yeah, Texas. Houston, Texas. Grew up in the South. Yeah. Um, big football, big American football. I know we're not talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. now is I that this <laughs> or is that this? One of these. I right? think it's this. Is this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hook'em horns. No, hook'em yeah, yeah. horns. Hook'em horns. <laughs> hook'em horns. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we yeah. don't know. We're, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're but, East Coast yeah. elites, bro. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we're, we do this for pizza. Really, we don't know. We don't do this. It's a lot of this. If you're a Giants fan in particular, but yeah, it's we don't get a lot of it. But I know these are upsetting each other. Oh yeah, these are. Oh yeah, like me just doing that's probably gonna. Get a lot of unfollowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone just threw their hat, <laughs> yeah, their yeah, cowboy hat. So, sometimes I, I crip walk on the show and bloods get really yeah. upset. Oh, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing. I'm like, why did I do it again? Why? I'm getting canceled and by I'm the wearing, bloods. I'm wearing all red. They're mad at me. I'm not stomping. I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting canceled by the bloods. <laughs> 
It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> we can't work with this guy anymore. Okay, so yes. Uh, all right, so, uh, you know, you play with all your bro- older brother. Yep. Um, wh- when does it get uh, serious of like, oh, yo, I can actually be a professional? Probably, well, I don't know about pro- professional, but probably like when I was 13, 14, uh, made one of the youth national, like, ODP camps. Yeah. And that was kind of was like, all right, well, I'm pretty good at this sport. I have a potential future in it. So that How was did that happen, like, though? Were you just, like, playing it for, like, a travel team or something? So back in the day, there was a thing called ODP. It might still be going on, but ODP, Olympic Development Program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of where they have different regions throughout the country. And uh, you would have, like, state teams, regional teams, national teams. So you try out for the state teams. You made it regional and then national. And so I tried out, and I was in a, I ended up making the national team at, I think, U15, U16. So... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's a obviously a great uh, feeling, and then you uh, you go to college, you go mm-hmm. to Tulsa. Yeah. And, and then the uh, as far as you know, I think now, you know the MLS uh, uh, draft just happened uh, mm-hmm. last week or a week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and now we're we're sort of at the point where people feel like it's either kind of pointless or useless, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't necessarily know because obviously some decent players. Uh, make it through and 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 really have to have like uh, you know go on to have prosperous careers. But mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts on the or even what was your experience with the draft and and do you share that same sort of sentiment that it doesn't really have that much purpose now? I mean, I don't think it had much purpose back then, to be honest. Okay. Um, oh, when I was coming out of college, yeah, because it's more of like a glorified tryout, to be honest. Like you get your name, it's an MLS draft, and you go there and you're not really guaranteed a contract. So it's just you're going there for preseason. Right. So I think a lot of people like it now, which is because like name in the ESPN or whatever, like got drafted and all that stuff. But it's essentially just like a tryout. That's interesting. So it's yeah. nothing guaranteed. So if nothing you get guaranteed. Pick, you, well, you well, get it might be like the first. first 10. Yeah, the first oh, 10 okay. may, might have like guaranteed contracts or like Generation Adidas. I don't know if they, they do that anymore. They but still do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Generation Adidas get pulled out of the draft, though, no? I don't know. I mean, every every, every yeah, fifteen minutes, MLS changes their yeah. <laughs> the, the, the rules and uh, yeah. MLS next and, yeah, and the no. whole thing. Um, so I, I I know that you you got drafted by Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Right? So I do have a story about that. So um, during college, I was playing in PDL, which is like a summer league for mm-hmm. uh, high school or for college players to play, so they don't lose their eligibility. Um, with this team in Austin called Austin Aztecs. Yeah. The last year that I was going to play was with that them, the Austin Aztecs that went and became Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that was. The one that they rebrought back to Orlando, because they moved to Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very cool. So um, I was playing video with them for the summer, and then they came to me and they were like, hey, we're going to go to USL the next year when you graduate college. We want you to play on the team. And I was like, I think I can go MLS. Like, I don't want to say anything right now or come in or anything, but that's obviously, like, an option. So <clears throat> Sporting Kansas City drafts me. The coach from Austin calls and is like, hey, I know you wanted to go MLS. Um, you can go try out with them. And then, like, obviously, there's an opportunity for you to come back and say in Austin and everything. And so I go to Kansas City, do really well there. The coach calls me and is like, look, I know you want to go over there, but we're doing preseason now. Like, we um, are doing, like, a formation. Like, we want you back. So it was a decision. Do I stay there and potentially get a contract, or do I go to USL with, like, a guaranteed contract and stuff? Right. And, so, and there's a chance that if you stay in training with supporting Kansas City, you I don't could, make that team, and then you also might not be able yeah, to Yeah, he was contract. like, look, we're going to pull your contract if you don't come back and train with Ooh. us now. Mm. So it was a decision. It was like, look, I know I'm good enough to make the Kansas City team. Like, I talked to Peter Vermees, and he was like, look, I've only seen you for, like, a week and a half. But, like, you're a good player. I just need to see more. Um, so I decided to go to USL and play, play in Austin. And um, looking back on it, I think it was a good decision. 
Okay. Wow. So, I, I mean, and you think it was a good decision because of the, the, the like some of the guarantees or even the guarantees to playing time? Or what, what were the positives? Yeah. Well, the positives was guaranteeing um, just to play because I could could have stayed at Kansas City and not make the roster and then not knowing where I'm going. Like, I played under this coach for the PDL. Like, I know the system. I know yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I knew I fit in well. So I knew I was going to have a good opportunity to play, and that's most important probably when you're first coming out of college. Yeah, was there a fear that – Maybe you might not get looks because I know for in particular for MLS, there's a big there's I would love to figure out a way where there is a ladder for players to be looked at to move up. Oftentimes you see Premier League teams go into the into the championship and pull somebody. You very rarely see that happening in U.S. soccer. Was there a fear that maybe you were pulling yourself out of the system because, you know, MLS teams are going to go to Europe or some of these underdeveloped sort of uh, maybe nations football wise to pull players out? Um, I think when I was still in USL, they were still doing it. A uh, fair amount. Like I know, there's a lot of players going from USL to MLS. Like I think now, whenever I left New York City to go to Orange County, I knew going to USL wasn't going to come back to MLS. Right, right, like right. I knew that was going to happen. My age, like I know, players aren't making that change anymore unless they're 17, 18 years old. So, I think when I was doing it then, I think I was young enough, and if I played well, I would have had the opportunity. Interesting. Yeah, it's a. Um, yeah, I think even as a fan, you you sort of um, you have a bias, right? You yeah. think you hear USL. And you're like, oh, how's this guy from the lower league going to help yeah. the, the team? But then it's just like there are, I mean, the, one of the names that I think of now, um, Tyler Pash, right? I think he put, he was at uh, Indy 11 that went to Houston yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and played pretty well. And I, and I don't think he's with Houston anymore. It just seems like there is a, we, are, we know like the volatility of just being a, a professional American soccer player oh, yeah. who is, who is not uh, Chicharito, yeah. right? Like it, there is a, a, a lot of uncertainty. There is uh, you're tr- you're trying to focus on like, yo, am I gonna have a job this uh, this year or oh, next yeah. year? Um, I mean, as far as the, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's is it like is it a fear? Is it like you just have to believe in yourself to such a high degree to believe like, yo, I can make an MLS roster and 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 go into every like preseason and every training with that attitude like how much do you have to prove yourself to um uh, to coaches and stuff like that just because you're you didn't come from Europe yeah. and, and you know how how day to day like what's that like I mean that's every day not only proving to like the coaches but like yourself that you're good enough to be there um so just for the fast forward story a little bit I went to Orlando City B yeah. from Austin um with the USL team there and I knew I was going to be training sometimes with the first team and so that was like um, a booster right there. Like, if I can go out there and train and show that I'm good enough to play an MLS team, then I could make the jump. So, um, probably three fourths of the way of that first year, um, I played a couple open camp games with the MLS team in Orlando City. And then the coach calls me into Well, so the coach was Adrian Heath at the time. Yeah. He ends up getting fired. Um, and he's the one that brought me up to the open cup games, the MLS team. And I was like, man, that was my opportunity. Yeah, was my now end. he's out the door. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what are you guys doing? Where you going, bro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they signed J- Jason Kreis. Um, and then we had a friendly against, I think, Stoke City or Sunderland. I can't remember which one it was. But played well against them and then played a USL game against Louisville City. And then he calls me to his office the next day. And um, I'm sitting there, and then he's just like, it's the last day of the trading window. And he was just talking to me. He's like, what would – or how would you feel if, if I told you that you are an MLS player? I thought he was like, didn't know if he was questioning me or right, his first right. time conversation. Because like, like, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so get out. Get him out. Failed the test. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what I was pulling from you. Um, <laughs> All the punk cameras come in. <laughs> <laughs> we burned you. 
Oh, yeah, the camera's coming. Um, but yeah, he asked me that, and I'm like super excited. I'm like, I mean, obviously that's what every kid wants to hear, like MLS yeah, yeah. and stuff. And he was like, yeah. So I mean, we have to figure out some logistic things, but you're we want to sign into MLS contract. So what do you think you did then? that made them want? What was it specifically about your game that made them be like, yes? Um, that is a great question. I think. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the audience, the audience agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I don't. I mean, I was just a young player. I was very versatile. Not only can play midfield, but also left defense, left back. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was just a, a hungry player. Like they could see my skill. They could see how, like how hard I worked. And and yeah, I think I was just a good asset to the team. So yeah, I mean, awesome. even when, when you know when you sign with NYCFC, and obviously. Uh, if if anyone's not aware, you know we 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 basically started this show because of NYCFC uh, in 2015. Uh, we got season tickets, and so obviously uh, you know we've been season ticket holders since day one. And when you signed with the club, it was it you know obviously a lot of players come uh, in and out of the club, and it was a thing of like. I don't know who this guy is. There's no yeah. one knew who it was. Who is this no guy? <laughs> um, is it Roca? Is it Rocha? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Couldn't be Rocha. Nobody wants to call no. themselves after a bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were, as we we weren't sure, but then uh, you know, seeing you get minutes and you would you was uh, uh, sub into games, it speaks a lot to the type of player that you are of like constantly having to prove yourself. And then when you get uh, an opportunity, it just shows that like I've. I've dealt with as many punches as possible. Oh, like yeah. maybe this isn't as scary as it really, you know, maybe w- would be to to yeah. other people. So that I mean, when Alexis is speaking to her, like, what about your game? That's like the first thing that that comes to mind. There was a uh, uh, throughout your uh, uh, career with NYCFC, there was a, just a like composure kind of like a right composure, a, a like I don't care if you don't know who I am. I don't know uh, how much. That was a. I don't know how important that was to you, um, but but I, maybe you can speak to that. Just like kind of like you, you know doing your job and not necessarily uh, uh, being selfish or thinking about yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of professional athletes can relate to this. But growing up, a lot of people tell you you're not going to make it, you're not good enough, you're not fast, and all that stuff. So, I guess just developing that like resilient mindset in Orlando specifically. So when I came here, it was like, you guys can say whatever you guys want about me. Like I know how I am as a player, like I know if I'm not good enough now, I'm going to be able to get there with the constant work. So just having that mindset. When when people say, <laughs> you know, as a professional athlete, a lot of people tell you they can't, that you, you're not going to make it. Who are these people? Like, I just don't, why yeah. are there so many evil human beings that were like, yeah, just you walking know. walking by and be like, what do you play? Nah, you ain't making it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a dream? Nah, yeah, that ain't right. happening. Nah, no, you ain't making it. Anyway, did you want fries with that? You're like, why, am I, why am I having this conversation with you? Why were, were there any most notable people that you really, that, that fueled you, who told you that you couldn't make it? Like name dropping on the show? Right, is well, that you could not know. Not when I was. Whatever. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> you know where you at? Senora Rocha. I'm assuming he's No, no, no. We're not, not going to do it. My, my, my mom was probably one of the most supportive people. Okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> well, it just seems so far fetched. Uh, hey, look, at, as, as stand up comics, you know. That's also a pretty we ridiculous We tell ourselves dream. we're not going to make it. Nobody, no, the, mirror, <laughs> Nobody. the mirror tells me more yeah. than anybody else that I'm not going to make it. We could literally watch back sets of ours where people are laughing and we're like, oh, we ain't got it. <laughs> but, like that, we are but, but our for the most, enemies. But for the most part, people are usually like, when I told people, like, I'm going to be a stand-up comic, everybody's like generally like, oh, that's cute, that's polite. Like, they Supportive. will never tell me yeah. that they think it's a bad idea. Yeah. But it seems with professional athletes, 
it's it's like much more common to be like, nah, you, you, why do that? You're not gonna make it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a good point. <laughs> but I mean, like, I was, wish it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but especially like coaches in your youth year, like maybe someone develops a lot slower than someone else, and it's like, no, you're not good enough, or you're not this and that, and then it's they just wash them off or write them off, and yeah. Damn, it, I mean, it's, it's it's disappointing because oh, I yeah. and I and I think you know we're, um, I mean, the, the, I think the culture of maybe even youth sports is changing a little bit where mm-hmm. maybe you you sort of hear less of that or maybe it's maybe, less toxic. Maybe it's less. I think it's sort of moved from like face to face to just social media. Like now, yeah. the negativity is just on social media. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. in I mean, in the comment section. It's easier to be negative on social media <laughs> than it without is, a so. doubt. Yeah, uh, somebody recently put this was uh, two guys. I can't remember what it is. They talk about the NBA. It's Richard Jefferson and somebody else. But they were like, we get constant negativity, and yeah. then those people will see us in public and want to buy us beers. Yeah. So I was like, what is it about you on social media that made you mean to me? And they'll tell you, like, oh, dude, I, I roasted you the other day. And they come like, don't do that. <laughs> you thought about not doing that? What about young Tony? Like, what is it that your family wanted you to be? They were just supporting me with whatever I wanted to do. And they could probably see that I wanted to play pro at a young age, so they're like, we're going to support you with playing pro. Really? Yeah. Damn. What about your older brother? He tore his ACL at senior year of high school. Uh, and so, those. Yeah. yeah, I know. So he went to D3 school, and he was still playing in college. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you got to be like... He's the most cup Don't please don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. I think there's like rules or laws. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even be that close to Wouldn't it. Wouldn't want you to blow out your ACL <laughs> again. <laughs> you were just mean about it. <laughs> Why don't you sit? I'll put it on your lap. Don't get hurt. What's he do now? Uh he works in accounting. Oh, in, very yeah, cool. Mississippi. Nice. Mississippi. Yep. yep. Damn. All right. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Younger brothers in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all over the country. Wow. And then you also um, represented uh, Belize in, uh, in, you know, international duty. What was uh, that Are experience you 100% line? Belizean? No, uh, my mom was born in Belize, and okay. then my dad is Mexican. Okay. Ah. okay. Yeah. All right. And then, so the... You know what was the what was the phone call like? How did you get into uh, what were the convers- conversations like about playing uh, for the Belizean national team? So I mean, I originally wanted to play for the U.S. national team. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the older I got, and I wasn't getting the call. Still waiting <laughs> on it. But um, you know, come so on, like, Belize. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, my, my my mom's born in Belize. Like, I'll see if I can try to get the Belize passport and then potentially play for them. I know they play and they qualify for the Gold Cup once. Um, they play in World Cup qualifiers and stuff, so it's good exposure. Like, if I potentially want to make a move from MLS, like, that could be an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, um, got my passport from them. actually reached out to their, like, Facebook group because I couldn't get a hold of the coach or the manager or whatever. Like, didn't know who it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they responded back, and then I got a message from the, like, Federation president or whatever, and then just start the conversation from there. That's amazing. Yeah. That sounds crazy. <laughs> you know, the admin was like, guys, <laughs> guys I think I'm signing somebody. <laughs> I just told someone to join the team. I don't think I'm supposed to do this. This <laughs> is a 19 year old. I just I believe. Uh, I think we're getting scammed. <laughs> what? Any any um, memorable games as far as uh, um, you know uh, playing for Belize? Is there uh, you know what's the uh, obviously the the what's the level? Skill level is yeah. obviously uh, very different. But yeah. what was the experience like? I'm sure it was cool to uh, you know c- connect with your roots in that yeah. way. And then uh, and then what you know what were your teammates like and yeah. all that stuff? I mean it was a cool experience. Um, the last time I went down to Belize was when I was, when I was younger. Um, and I saw most of my mom's side of the family out there. So going down and being able to see them for the first time in a long time was 
was pretty cool. That's and awesome. then just the different culture down there. It's a Caribbean country, so. Um, if I'm not mistaken, English is the main language. Yeah, it's the only, yeah. I think, Central American country where their primary language is yeah. English. Okay. So. Any, um, uh, any teams you played on that were, like, surprising? Like, okay, yo, these are pretty strong squad or whatever. Um, or were you like a god when you I touched that? <laughs> no, so to be, to be fair, there was, <laughs> there was uh, one other player that played in the MLS, uh, Michael Salazar. Okay. okay. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was the one one of the players that played in MLS, and then the other guys just played down in Belize. So. Okay. Yeah, different uh, levels of... Uh, did, um, I mean, did you ever play against Dominican Republic by any chance? No, we played against. I think the best team we played against was Guatemala. Okay, a couple years ago. All right, what yeah. was uh how how was that game? What was what was lost to zero. Okay, All right, not bad. Yeah, yeah, not, not bad. bad. What what were the tactics? Four four two, low block. Uh, no, we played a uh, four two three one. Really? Yeah. Are you out here trying four, to two, ball? Three, <laughs> you trying to? Yeah. I believe. <laughs> I believe that we will win. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one. I, I thought about that in the car. <laughs> uh, amazing. I kind of uh, thought you guys were joining. I'm not going Everyone was just like, he's not going to. I wasn't. I mean, it was, is it completely disrespectful to his culture to no, join in on the channel? I'm like, all right. No, no, if all of us did it, it might be a little disrespectful. We're all standing up. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that's dope. And then uh, I, I do want to talk about um, the 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 2021 MLS Cup final run uh, with uh, with NYCFC. Obviously, it's a huge um, was a huge moment for for us. And I will, I, let me ask because we we actually filmed ourselves both in the uh, New England game yep. and there with like our reactions to the penalties. And it was we lost years of our life just sitting there watching these penalties. It's like my heart's beating. You were on the bench and in that final. Was it as difficult for you in that moment? Oh, 100%. What is going 100%. through your mind? Because I know, especially in MLS, it's like year-over-year year contracts change yeah. and blah, blah. Are you thinking, like, the what could be the difference between making it and not, like winning and not? Yeah, I mean, normally in PKs, it's who has a better keeper. And we definitely had the better keeper on the day. And so, like, going into it in the huddle, we were just like, we're for sure going to win this. Like, we didn't nearly lose the MLS Cup final in the last 30 seconds to lose it right now. So. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. We were definitely we were confident. I mean, but not, yeah, not, and not only that one, because the obviously the, the, the penalties in the final, the penalties against New England yeah. uh, were also— Matt Turner. Matt Turner. Yeah, <laughs> well, who was like a penalty stopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his whole thing. And, and, um, uh, and what was it? Uh, they won the Supporters' Shield that year, yeah. if yeah. I'm not mistaken. They were the best. They had the best season of any MLS team ever in history. Right. right. Uh, so they, 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 there was a— <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> they got to the playoffs. <laughs> So there was a lot to be sort of uh, uh, nervous about, yeah. but there, there's but something happened that season, right? Because it wasn't um, the, the strongest year for NYCFC, nope. and um, you know the the you know we were all we all had heard, especially when Ronnie Dyla had gotten to the club, and we saw him uh, uh, you know taking off his clothes oh, at, yeah. at Celtic and when celebrating. And doing push-ups. And doing push-ups. <laughs> you didn't have like an OnlyFans if you don't follow the sport that closely. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, you know, I'll support him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, them feet picks up, Ronnie. <laughs> but the, uh, so th there was sort of a lot of excitement, but the the, the season had, uh, you know, had, it was a roller coaster. It had those ups and downs. And then, you know, the, the moment definitely... I think a lot of people remember it was the free kick goal from uh, from Goody Thorarrington against Atlanta, which uh, which led to a draw. Yeah. I think it was one one. If I'm yeah. not well, mistaken. we couldn't score before. Couldn't score. It was, no. like, it was like a ten game yeah, just rut. Oh yeah. And and so, what do you remember about that that 
you know that low point of the season, and and then it just uh, the, the tide turning. Yeah. Um. So a lot of it was just week after week. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Like we got tired of hearing it. It's like, look, we can't score. Yeah. We're trusting yeah. the process. Like, and to be fair. I mean, he would bring up the stats, and it's like, these are the expected goals. This is how many goals we should be having. I was like, yeah, but we're not having that. Like, yeah. so that's a change. Yeah. Get but my he was brother. Like, he's an accountant. He's like, look at these numbers. It feels like we're depreciated. So, yeah, going into that, we were just like, I mean, something has to change. But he was like, no, stick to the process. So we, like, stuck to it. That free kick actually kind of changed things because that we ended up getting a point. That was the first goal we scored. And then I think the next game was in Miami, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I think vaguely, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. But so, um, and I was talking, I was telling this story before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before show. But we're we're going to Miami. We're, it's a Saturday game, I believe. We find Thursday night. Um, we have a team dinner. So our assistant coach is in charge of like booking the dinner, booking the place, and everything. So we're like, all right, we don't know what to, what to expect. It's gonna be a nice place. It's gonna it's Miami. We don't know. So we end up going there to a dinner. We show up. It's kind of dim lit. Like, we open the door. There's a DJ in the corner. There's, like, lights going on. We're like, are we here for dinner? Are we here to, like, for the right. club? Like, yeah, what are we yeah, yeah. doing? We got a game in a couple of days. Um, so we all, like, situate everything, and we're like, all right, like, do we drink? Do we, like, what's the deal? And then we see <laughs> the waitress. the one person. Yeah, 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 we we, we see the waitress walking out with a bottle of wine, placing it on the table next to us. We're like, all right, I guess we're yeah. drinking. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> um, so we have, we have a, a great, like, dinner, enjoying everything, and then we end up winning against Miami. And that was like the winning streak that we had going to the playoffs, and we yeah. got hot, and then that's how we ended up winning. So wow, that's what I, um, what I think was a turning point for the that season. dinner, that yeah. dinner, the, dinner. The, the, dinner. The, the club, the club, the club vibes. I yeah. always think a dinner will change your mood. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter when you have it at breakfast, <laughs> lunch, <laughs> have a good long dinner, and a glad, bottle of wine. Yeah. What about what about after? Obviously, after you you win MLS Cup, we we talk about this all the time. Like they release like roster updates before the playoffs are even yeah. done or before MLS Cup is is played. Do you have that moment where you can really sort of celebrate and bask in that in that win? Or is it immediately on the phone with your agent going like what's gonna happen next year? It's um the day after. So you have the full night to celebrate and then the day after is when you get the call if you're staying or not. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I remember mean, like, being in bed, have a little bit of a headache and the uh GM was like, hey can you meet with me at in the lobby at Certain so so time yeah so uh, it's it's still in Portland still in Portland still, still in the hotel yeah. yeah yeah jeez I mean they sat down it's like wait till first of all congrats on them let's go second of all <laughs> huge win. you gotta find a new team <laughs> now for you uh, <laughs> we won and it was a we <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a difficult um th- you know uh, uh Did two you emotions it? to have yeah yeah I knew uh, halfway through the season I wasn't gonna be back next oh year. yeah and 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 what is the why why are you so certain? Is it because the you just see this do they tell you or do you just see kind of things sort of changing around at the club? So I wasn't playing under Ronnie and I go up to him midway through the season, it's like, hey, am I a part of your plans? Cause I want to play. If not, then I want to find a new team. Right. And which is what I appreciate about Ronnie. He was he was honest. He was like, Look, you're not part of my plans. Like we can try to find another team if you want. So Okay. From halfway through the season, I was like, I know I'm not gonna be here next year. So Okay. Well yeah. what what happens after you hear something like that? I mean like if mid episode Christian's like we've decided to go a different way. <laughs> the rest of the episode might not go as planned. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean at, at that point it's like I have to kind of be selfish. It's like I have to go out there and try to be better be better for myself because then I need to find a team next year. 
So right. what does that what like, does that mean? Just go out there and try to get better every day, regardless if I'm not playing. Well, I mean, because other teams might well be watching. Stuff, and, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And then if like the coach or GM reaches out and it's like, hey, how was Tony as a player and in the locker room and stuff? And it's like, well, after we told him this, he completely went to crap and yeah, did right, that. Right. Then other teams probably would. A lot of a lot of it's cleat hard. marks. But it's hard to hear. You're not a part of the plan for sure. And then. You know, maybe you weren't part of the plans, but you were you were used quite a bit. Yeah, you no. were you, and you were a necessity, and you were needed uh, in in you know difficult moments for yeah. the uh, during the season. For, I mean, and that's another reason why probably I was composure in the playoff games because I had the conversation with him midway through the season, and then he needs me for the playoff games. Yeah, and it's like all right, well, little if I'm oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 like I would go out there and perform and like help win the MLS Cup and stuff, but yeah. I know I'm good enough to play on this team and and everything, regardless of like what you. Tell me. Yeah, yeah. It's such an interesting relationship. You think of these teams as these like harmonious, but there's so much interplay oh, yeah. relationships back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like any kind of workplace kind of environment, right? You have to. I'm sure there's like politicking. I'm sure there's clicks. I'm sure oh, there's yeah. all of that. Um, but the, you know, everybody has to go in with that with that common goal of 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 just uh, you know finding some success uh, uh, for the team. But I it's. It's um I think when you hear the stories directly there there's obviously a deeper sort of emotion yeah. to um to to the player cuz again we see players come and go and you don't know like you know I, I think of a lot of the the criticism that uh Jesus Medina got um while uh while at the club right and it, it's a thing where look you there were there were things that were expected of him and he didn't you know reach them but then he provided such huge moments for for the club in the playoffs, and yeah. and so that's like I I don't want especially players that that come through NYCFC. I don't want to ever have some negative thought of it. like they they gave their service to the club, and I I, I consider myself a, a you know day one supporter. So I'm going to show that that like appreciation as long as the players are like kind of respectful to the badge yeah. that that's what kind of means the most so yeah. that's why the the you know even players that don't play well that I, that isn't my necessarily my standard of like if i like you or yeah. not i mean some players they try really hard and and you know and don't find that success but that's the thing it's like there's um I, you know and i think when we spoke to you in in 2021 the 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 thing that i think that triggered in me was just like, man, I want to talk to more of these guys that we don't hear from yeah. as much because there's a lot of like interesting stories and, and great uh, uh, personality. And because I think MLS kind of just throws out the big names, that's all we sort of hear. But like yeah. guys like you that have have had, uh, you know, difficult seasons in different clubs and stuff like that, it that are like, I don't know, the sort of bedrock of, of the league, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more of us than the other guys. Right, sure. right, right. <laughs> yeah. sure. Let's go to war. <laughs> it sounded like there's more of us than them. Tony's like these these tattoo yeah, millionaires. Say that. Yeah. These yeah. tattoo millionaires, right? Designated <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess now that you're out of it, but having gone through the system, maybe your viewpoint is different than ours. If you were Don Garber for the day, yeah. what's one change you would make in MLS that you think would make it a better, more successful league? <laughs> so I was in for a day. He's like, give me my job back. They um, <laughs> make it amazing. <laughs> I would probably. You could take us through your thought process. I'm, I'm thinking just salary cap, like mm. trying to ra not raise, even if it's raise the salary cap or just take the salary cap away. 
Yeah, for MLS and like just let teams go out and spend whatever amount of money they want and have the other owners keep up or yeah, just get destroyed. I mean, look, we've we've I, mentioned this. By the way, there's a slew of people going woo <laughs> as you say that. All right, you could be also a co-host of this yeah, show. Yeah, hundred percent. Alexa says the same exact thing. I was say, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, because it, you know they want to compete. Like it, they got to pay the players. But yeah. do you do you think there would be what would what would be lost from the league if we did that? Because I'm I'm well, in agreement. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you pay a player a ton of money and then they're not bringing in revenue, then obviously they take a hit. Yeah. If there's a salary cap, I guess the owners can kind of balance that risk. To... Yeah, but it does limit your exposure to risk as well. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I look at Colorado. No disrespect. Yeah. But they're coasting. You know yeah. what I mean? True. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah, they finally started spending some money this offseason. A little yeah. bit. Uh, but it, it does a you know it does something, and, and we talk about this often of like especially with salary cap, the the, the constraints don't necessarily hurt those th- those top five percent mm. of players. Yeah. It's really the players like that are kind in of on middle. on the oh, in yeah. the middle or the fringe yeah. that like are these I don't know pieces that can kind of be tossed around and th- and and thrown away. And that I think that's. You know, we we were talking um, a little bit about like Julian Gressel. He is is a, I think a, a, a good example of a player who is not a DP, not a TAM player, yeah. um, and but is he, he's sort of like really good, not great to probably hit those like you know financial uh, as far as in the market. He probably mm-hmm. doesn't. He's probably not getting in, insane offers from other clubs, but because the the of the the salary rules in Major League Soccer. He's stuck in a place. Yeah, he can only make a certain amount. Only make, only make as much, and then teams are like, "Oh, well, we can't pay you, so we gotta trade you." Yeah. So, because other people will pay you, pay us for you, you will become you, you become an appreciating asset. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, "Bro, I just bought a house. Yeah, no, like, why do I gotta yeah. move? Wait, is there a way where you could not <laughs> trade me and just give me the money that you would get?" So it's like oh, even. It being a productive player in the league is not necessarily a guarantee that you're that, that you're gonna get a job anywhere. It's, yeah. it's a little fr- or at least a job in the same place every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see that with a lot of players as well. Like they want to stay with the team that they're at, but a because of how their contract structured or because their age or whatever it is, like their team can't afford to keep them. So okay. and then you hear leave. and then you hear about like uh, uh, Miles Robinson yeah. going to FC Cincinnati because. He's like, I don't want to take a pay cut to go to Europe. And you're like, wait, now we're paying players yeah, too much? No, yeah. <laughs> How is this possible? I don't, know, I don't know where in Europe he's trying to go, but <laughs> I'm not going to pay him. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, when, when did we, when did this flip? When did yeah, we yeah, start yeah. paying players too much? <laughs> 1.5 milli doesn't seem like an insane amount where Europe can't compete, but maybe it was certain places he was getting offers from. Maybe he was getting lowballed. You were in the league during that era where things started to change a little bit, where it went from four chartered flights to you're not flying commercial anymore, yeah, right? That was nice. How? What <laughs> was it that. like going commercial before that? Oh, I mean, especially in New York, you don't know where you're. Like, you have Newark, LaGuardia, and yeah, 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 we yeah. got a lot of airports. A lot of airports. <laughs> So like Wait, whenever are, did we players travel, go to the wrong airport ever? I mean, sometimes. Oh. <laughs> it might be the first time, and it's like, oh, I go to LaGuardia yeah. instead of JFK. <laughs> it's like, but... where are you guys? I'm in North. <laughs> yeah. What terminal is it? Yeah. Like, uh, completely different airport. Yo, ain't no Terminal T <laughs> over here. What the hell's going on? I got a crying baby with me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, so New York was tough. Um, and especially, like, whenever we had CBA meetings, and we were trying to figure out, like, how many games it's hard and this and that. And, like, um, I think the example was, like, Columbus. You can fly to Columbus, small airport, zero problems. New York is like, we want to charge every flight because we don't know. We're at, flying out of three airports. Yeah, like right. it, The traffic there, it's miserable. 
Um, but then COVID happened, and it's like you guys are charting everything, and we're like, thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. It's so much easier. Like, it was at a White Plains. I lived probably like 10 minutes from there, so I was showing up 20 minutes before the flight, show the guy my yeah. ID, ride on the flight. It was Perfect. Now, so, for people who perfect. don't know, though, all the charter flights are through an, an airline I've never heard of called Suncoast. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Did you Sun, Sun Country, Sun Country. Sun Country. Okay, Sun no, country. I've never heard of this. I've never heard Maybe of Sun Country. first time I've seen the Sun Country plane. <laughs> okay. What's it like inside? Is it basically like a, a relatively inexpensive airline I mean, flight, or do you get bigger seats? It's not Spirit, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a little bit above Spirit. Yeah, yeah. it's Spirited. Yeah. It's Spirited. <laughs> there okay. we go. Spirited. Look, as long as the doors stay on the plane, oh, that's the bar that's now. <laughs> now you're like, this oh, was a good man. flight. <laughs> Uh, under no circumstances <laughs> did someone's air, uh, you know, cell phone get sucked out of a hole. On the no, they probably the did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did that on purpose. Now it's uh, like, all right, well, at least my door stayed on the flight. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. a good one. That's all an right. important yeah, move. Yeah. Okay. Right, Shouts to Sun Country, bro. So look, I, look, I, what an airline. No disrespect to Sun Country. We'll we'll take the sponsor. You know, we <laughs> we had we had a, a, a horrific pandemic, but we got charter flights out of it, so oh, they yeah. all worked out. It was more. worth it at <laughs> the end. <laughs> it all worked out. Um, Could you imagine your designated players at the Wrong airport, though. <laughs> You're just like, dude, get on the next flight to Miami, I just saw, please. Um, uh, J- uh, Jermaine Defoe was on Filthy Fellas, mm-hmm. uh, and he he told the story about you know he was a, a, a DP for Toronto FC, mm-hmm. and then he um, he was talking about flights, and it, it was commercial flights, and so he would have a first class seat. And he'd be like, okay, cool. And now the rest of the team is coming on and they all go uh, into the back and coach. And then he's like, and then the manager walks in, uh, his coach, and is also walking to coach. And he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to sit here. <laughs> yeah. and just be. And he's like, that- no wonder you vape when they tell you not to vape. <laughs> no wonder. You can't talk to me with your Biscoff cookies. I got utensils. <laughs> so, look, I, I, it was a necessary change to, no to improve the culture. You can't respect the coach <laughs> if you sit in coach. Okay, yeah, you tell the hey, bring me some water when you're yeah, back there. Yeah. Why are you do me a favor, I'm about to get my hot towel. You're really ruining my vibe <laughs> with your tactics. So, uh, so amazing. So, uh, Tony, and now you are working, um, uh, you co founded yeah, uh, an agency, be, the, the be, be more agency, be more agency. Be more Yes, what? sir. Which is aw- awesome to see. And uh, you, for you so to decide. Please, please nice. talk uh, a little bit about what you're, you know, essentially uh, giving back uh, to the game and yeah. what you're getting involved in. Yeah, so whenever I was playing, there's a lot of companies reaching out wanting to help build my brand because yeah. I knew it was important. There's a lot of eyes on me or a lot of eyes on professional athletes whenever you're playing stuff. Um, but like any other athlete, oh, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it next year. I'll do it whenever. And, and now that I'm retired, it's looking back like I definitely should have built my brand when I was playing. So I had a friend come up to me and was like, hey, I've, this is my idea. I mean, I want you to be a part of it. You were just in that that world. Um, what do you think? So uh, co-founded Be More Agency, and we're essentially helping athletes build their brands on and off the field. Okay. What's, that, what's an example of that for those listening who might? Yeah, so, so an athlete, um, if they want to help or if they want brand partnerships, we'll reach out to these companies for them, help them get deals. Build their social media profiles, help them. Yeah, it's like uh, NIL has been obviously yeah. in college uh, sports has been a, a, a thing that's growing. So uh, I think from from a the perspective, because there's a lot of people who work in this and uh, work in this business, but are not always uh, former athletes. Yeah. What what is, what is uh, what do you bring as far as uh, uh, you know having the experience as being an athlete and getting you know those opportunities or even missed opportunities mm-hmm. that what, what are you bringing to uh, current athletes that you're working with well I think first and foremost is just being able to relate to them 
So I know a lot of these other owners weren't athletes before, so they can't really relate to the day-to-day or they don't know what they're going through right. with, and all this stuff. So just being able to have that relatability with them, I think, is a advantage for, for me. Okay, yeah. Uh, Could you get us a sponsorship with Sun Country? <laughs> <laughs> I think if we uh, keep the segment out of Sun Country, yeah. we might be able to. But <laughs> Have they ever been brought up more on a podcast? <laughs> Their SEO number is going to be crazy. <laughs> They're like, oh, people are talking about the same admin from Belize. Also just swipes to the Sun Country account she also manages. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> no man, it's great. It, it's uh look, I, I'm uh, really excited for you and happy for you, and I'm glad uh, you you came through. I, I think these, um, you know, I, like I said, I think a lot of these stories are just uh, uh, often uh, go too long unheard, and what I think what the challenges and struggles of of, of just being a professional athlete playing in in major league soccer and also going through you know the stuff like I'm sure you you deal with this with with athletes that you work with of like you know. You dealt with a lot of things that some of the players don't have to deal with now, uh, and and you know you can just be like back in my day, you know whatever yeah, know. you do the whole thing. But like baggage it, claim, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for your bags. Okay, <laughs> kids are spoiled these days. <laughs> well, Jermaine Defoe gets carried <laughs> on a pillow at the airport. Past you. Okay, I think a little bit different. So you look, you laid the foundation uh, of this league, and uh, you know I think. Uh, you know, especially in in 2026 when the World Cup is here, I think there's so much to look forward to, uh, just the, the growth of this sport in this yeah. country. Uh, so I appreciate hearing stories, uh, you know, the people uh, uh, that help build that. So Tony Rocha, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been so cool. Yeah, thanks again for having me on. All right, good blast. And uh, what, let's let's do the account. Oh yeah, yeah. More be, time. Uh, be you more. go to be more agency b e m o r e agency dot net. Oh, we don't even follow. We gotta hit that follow button. Or ask b e dot m o r e a g e n c y. Be more agency. Be more agency. Go go give them a follow. All right. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.